0: that uh, Trump has declared today a national day of prayer. So he's asking this country to pray. And I'm 100% behind him calling out for a national day of prayer of what we're facing. So uh, along with the national day of prayer, um, friends of Tito and Tanya's, their son, the parents' name are Art and Alex, and their son Skylar has stage 4 cancer. He's the only child, and she won't be able to have any more children, and uh, normally at this stage, if God doesn't do a miracle, uh, it's not going to happen, and I know Tito's having a really difficult time with it, and I know the parents are obviously having a real difficult time with him, so before we do National Day of Prayer, I just want to pray for Skylar and that family right now, Okay. So, Heavenly Father, we just come to you, and and Skyler's in your hands, and we know it, Lord. And, uh, Lord, I just pray that you would show yourself strong. I pray that you would do the miraculous, that you would reach down and touch and heal Skyler, that this cancer would be gone in Jesus' name. And, uh, Lord, that you would give this family peace. And, Lord, that you would use this for your glory, for your kingdom, that many people would come to you because of what you're doing here, Lord. And I just thank you for this and pray this and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So uh, since our president has called out for a national day of prayer, I'm going to ask if maybe uh, three or four people would stand up in the audience. We'll walk around with you to a microphone, and you would just pray for our country this morning right now. So three or four stand up, and you guys... One, two, buckle your three. Three, three's good. Okay, we'll start with Carlos over here. Carlos and I go way back to about twenty minutes ago. Hold that up so they can hear you. Heavenly
1: Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you for just your loving grace, God. Thank you for everything you've done for me, God. And I thank you for just giving us a way, God, in life through you, God.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I pray in Jesus' name, God, that you cover us, Lord, with your blood, God, and give us your wisdom, God. I pray for the people, God, that are sick, God. I pray for the people that are in bondage, that are confused with all the struggles, Lord, of the world bind and rebuke the enemy, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Mm -hmm. It's a how, God, because it comes with overwhelming, Lord, like a giant to me, God. When I pray, God, it hinders me, God. I pray that you give me strength to pray, God, for the people, God, of this country, of this world, God, the people that, that don't have nothing, God. People that don't even have a church to go to, that don't even know you, I pray for them, God. Yes, Lord. I pray the people that are hungry, God, that you bring them food. I pray for the people that have this coronavirus, and many other sicknesses, God. Only through you, Lord, I pray for our president. I pray that you give them the wisdom, that you give them clarity, God, that you let them see through spiritual eyes, God. And have spiritual ears, Lord. I pray for uh, Kelsey, God, our, my sister, God. I pray that you take her cancer away, God. I pray that. I pray in Jesus' name, God. I pray for this church, God. I thank you for this church, Lord. I thank you for guiding me here, God. I thank you for every single person here, God, and their families, Lord. Whatever they're going through, Lord. I pray that you just protect them, God, and guide them and give them your wisdom. And keep teaching us how to love and commune together, God. I just pray, God, in Jesus' name for the children's ministry here, God, and just for our pastor here and the worship team, God. Thank you for them, God. Thank you for everything that you do for us, God, even the things that we take for granted. I worship you, Father, with all my heart. Even though sometimes I feel it calloused, God. I pray that you remove callous, God. And that you remove the bondage, God. That you break chains. And that you just keep showing us your way, God. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Heavenly Father, we're just so fortunate to be here today, Lord, and to lift our prayers up to you, God. We thank you, Father. We give you praise and glory, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that your perfect love casts out all fear. And we come against that fear in Jesus' name, Lord, which is all around us. Uh, People here, people out in the world, in the community, Lord, we just pray against that fear in Jesus' name. You didn't give us the spirit of fear, Lord God. You gave us the spirit of peace and sound mind and love, and we thank you for that, Lord God. We pray against this um, coronavirus in Jesus' name, Lord. We ask that it will be gone in Jesus' name. We rebuke it in Jesus' name. We take authority over it in Jesus' name, Lord, because you've given us that authority. And we continue to yield that authority, Lord, and we thank you for that, Lord, which you have given us. You've given us everything we need here on this earth. And we thank you for that, Lord. Help us to take that authority to pray those prayers against the enemy, Lord. I pray, Lord, that we continue to encourage one another, that we love one another, that we check on one another, that we help one another in this time of need, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that we can come together for such a time as this, Lord, and lift our request to you. We give you all the glory and praise and honor, Father, and we thank you, and we ask all of it in Jesus' name. Amen.
3: Lord, it is times like this that we turn to you. We know the might and the power. That you have we are going to see and we are seeing your mighty hand work right now we can see what you are helping man to do the guidance that you are giving our government we see our government pulling together no matter what the fractions are in it but they have the people of this country right at the center of what they're trying to accomplish Lord And, Lord, we know that this virus is from the pit of hell. We know when that comes after us, you will be your strongest. We need to continue as a people to pray. We need as a people to pull together. And we do, Lord, need to reach out to those who are in need. And we pray an extra blessing over this family we have right here at Christian Mission Church. We pray for this nation, and we pray for this world, Lord. And, Lord, it is times like this that we know that we can trust in your mighty power. Amen.
4: Heavenly Father, we thank you that we serve a risen Savior, that he is all-powerful, that he is King of kings and Lord of lords, that he has the power over Satan, that Satan is a defeated foe, that we have God's mighty power at work in us because your word promises that. We claim that power, Lord, to stand against what is going on in our country right now, Lord. Father, I lift our president before you. God, I thank you that he does not have this virus, that you have protected him. I pray that you will continue to protect him and protect everybody in government and give them your wisdom, Lord God. Father, I pray that they will be one that they will be one as the country is facing this together, Father. Lord, I pray for those in our government who don't know Jesus as their Savior. Father, I pray that you'll pour out your Holy Spirit on everybody in our government, that they can find Jesus as their Savior. Lord, for their salvation, not, not just because they're in the government, God, but because they need Jesus as their Savior. So I lift them all before you. Father, I thank you that we can come to you in prayer, that if we ask according to your will, you hear our prayers and you answer our prayers, Lord God. Thank you for answering our prayers today that have been lifted up on behalf of our country and against this coronavirus. I thank you, and I praise you, and I ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen.
0: Okay, we're going to discuss the coronavirus just for a little bit, because obviously it's going around. It's on everybody's mind. Everybody's looking at this. If you didn't get this email from me, um, and you want to make sure you get my emails, make sure you talk with me after, because this is the email I sent out to the church. I'm going to read it this morning. It's not long. It won't take me long. And I'm going to take a little time and discuss this this morning, okay? It says, Dear CMC family, there seems to be, to be much fear and panic in our society concerning the coronavirus. The following excerpt is from an email I received. Amidst the crisis occurring across the world, it's easy to let fear and anxiety take control of our lives. Fear is a negative emotion caused by a real or perceived threat to our well-being. Anxiety is unease unease, and nervousness about an event, person, or problem we can't control. Worry is to dwell mentally on difficulty or trouble with chronic concern. Worry can turn into anxiety, anxiety into fear. They're all the same emotion, just at different levels. But in Scripture, we're commanded not to fear, not to be anxious, and not to worry. Do not fear, for I am with you, the Lord said in Isaiah 41.10. In fact, do not fear, or fear is not the most command, common command in the Bible. Do not worry about your life, Jesus said in Matthew 6.25. Do not be anxious about anything, Paul wrote in Philippians four six. I believe God would never command us to not to do something if we didn't have the ability not to do it. Our Father tells us that the way we overcome worry and anxiety is by focusing on Him. When we focus on Him we realize that worry and anxiety aren't the default. They may be common, but they aren't the default. Jesus is our default. I want to encourage each of you to pursue the Lord for peace during this time and seek Him in prayer. I know I am praying for all of you, and that's the end of the excerpt. And then I have Psalm 46.10 says, Peace be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Then it says, I would like to share some of my thoughts and opinions concerning this. Do not live your life in fear. I think the panic and fear is worse than the virus. Let me talk about that one second, just so you understand. For people who have coronavirus, a little over 80% have a mild form of it. Around 15% have a, a mid form of it, and a little four point something has a Severe form of it. And yes, it has a higher mortality rate than the flu does, but most of the people just have flu-like symptoms. That's all they ever experience. And um, for those who it is really affecting, it's the same thing as it is with the flu. It's those who are weaker and older or have compromised systems, immune systems. Those are the ones who it's really a struggle for. But percentage-wise, percentages are way down. But the way it's been presented, has just put everyone into panic mode and fear mode. Um, Marcy Spann hasn't been feeling well. She's actually over in Costco. Gene showed me a picture of people lined up at Costco 40 minutes before it was going to open. You can't even see how long the line is 40 minutes before it's even opening. People are just in panic and fear. Don't let Satan. Don't let Satan in. Okay? God is so- Do you believe God's sovereign? Do you believe God's sovereign? Yes. See that man sitting on the drums right there? Yep. He had the widowmaker heart attack. He's still sitting on those drums. <laughs> John and Madge Mansky, who are back from Texas with us, we haven't seen them in a while. You know what John had? John had the same widowmaker. You know what? He's still sitting. You had it? I thought you said John had it. You had the widow maker? Okay. That wasn't prophetic, by the way. Madge is the one who had the widow maker. She's still here. Not only that, but when Jose found out he had that, that tumor in his head, and he had the, it caused a hernia, which caused a stroke on the brain stem, which killed him, and the doctor said when they remove the mach- him from the machines, his body will expire in a few minutes. And they took him off, and he lasted a day. And during that day, when three times when people ask him questions, and Nina said, it's, Nina, I love you, and he squeezed her hand. Even in the middle of that, God was saying, I'm still here. I'm still sovereign. I'm still in control. Okay? So don't let fear in. It's of, fear is of the devil. When I'm talking about being afraid, fear of God is respect and reverence. When it talks about fear of the Lord, it's talking about revering the Lord, not being afraid of Him. We revere Him. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. Second Timothy one seven. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and love and discipline. Number two, Christian mission will continue to hold services. Ask God if you should attend. We have an older body or congregation. If you're not comfortable attending, then stay home. A lot of people have chosen that. Praise God. If that's what they want to do, I don't have a problem with that. If you do attend, invite somebody to attend with you, now is a great time to reach out. Now is the perfect time to share the gospel with Jesus Christ. People are in fear and panic. They need hope. We have the hope that they need, and we can share that hope. If you don't want to give a handshake, a hug, etc., then tell the person. Do not judge a person who wants to hug and do not judge a person who doesn't. I'm going to continue to hug people. I'm going to continue to live life. Amen. Hebrews 9:27 says there's appointed for a time for man to die and then comes judgment. Amen. And I believe our time is appointed. And if my time happened to be coronavirus, praise God. Yeah. If not, I don't worry about it. You know, when I started riding a motorcycle and people said, are you afraid? I said, no. My God's still God. And in my time's still appointed. If it's on a motorcycle, praise God. If I'm on a jet, the jet's going to go down. It's not my appointed time. I'll survive it anyway. It's okay. If you are not comfortable taking communion, then don't. If you are sick, sick stay home. Check on each other throughout the week. Call, text, email. Check on each other. We do have elderly in this, in this church, and there's a lot going around. Check on each other. Love on each other. Help each other. I'm actually on uh, this thing called Next Door something, and it's for neighborhoods, right? And a few people have posted on there, if you need me to go to the store for you, if you need this, if you need that, let me know, and I will help you do that. And we need to do that within the body of Christ here and outside of the body of Christ. Amen? Amen? So we need to be reaching out, checking on each other. Then it says I've probably missed a few things if you don't want me to add if you want me to add something to this list, contact me. Don't be offended if I don't add it, because when people tell me they expect me to add it and if I don't want to, so sorry. 1 Thessalonians 5:16 through 18 says rejoice always pray without ceasing and everything give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now is the time now is the time of rejoicing always. Now is the time to con- continue praying without ceasing. And give thanks. Amen. So we'll keep praying for him and at the same time remember God's still in control. He's not surprised by this. He knew this was coming. He knew this was happening. He knew it was here. But there's a lot going, lot going around. So, yeah, pray for everybody. We all need prayer. I agree. And, and uh, with all our HIPAA laws now, you never know what's totally going on anyway. I'll tell you that because uh, I have two daughters in the medical field. He's still in control. He's still the King of Kings, and he's still the Lord of Lords. He's still our healer. He's still our provider. He always will be there are people facing a lot worse things than even the coronavirus. And we need to keep praying for them, like Skylar, who we prayed for. So, uh, yeah. But don't don't get involved in all the panic and all the hype and everything. I mean, the coronavirus is a real virus, but it's not as real as our God. Amen? Amen. 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 So uh, a few announcements. We're still having the men's conference March 28th. And uh, we have a one-minute video, which we're not going to show because we don't like the video. No, because our computer's down, which is why we don't have the screens down and we didn't have the lyrics up. I announced that before we started, but a lot weren't here. The computer gave up the Holy Ghost, and uh, we need to get them refilled with the Holy Ghost and working again. So uh, we can't show the video this morning, but hopefully next week we'll have it up and going. Um, Dollar Mania, I've told, has been postponed or canceled. I'm not sure. We have our Good Friday service coming up on April the 10th at 7 o'clock. Easter's coming up. That's less than a month away. And Invite somebody to be a part of Easter. Like I said, that was a great time to reach out and invite people. And uh, those are the announcements. For offering, 2 Corinthians 8, 1 through 6 says, Now, brethren, we wish to make known to you the grace of God which has been given in the churches of Macedonia, that in a great deal of affliction, their abundance of joy and their deep poverty overflowed in the wealth of their liberality. Man, does that jump out to you right there When what we're going through? That in a great deal ordeal of affliction, which is what we're going through right now, a great ordeal of affliction, their abundance of joy... And their deep poverty overflowed in the wealth of their liberality. Instead of going and hoarding, even though they're super poor and they have nothing, they're rejoicing and they're giving. That's a great model for us right now, to be people who continue to give and not just hoard. For I testify that according to their ability and beyond their ability, they gave of their own accord. Begging us with much urging for the favor of participation and the support of the saints. And this not as we had expected, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and to us by the will of God. So we urge Titus that as he had previously made a beginning, so he would also complete in you this gracious work as well. When we first give ourselves to the Lord, he is our Lord. He is our master. And we're obedient to Him, and we want to please Him first above everything. Amen? Amen. Would the ushers come forward? Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, that you are a good God, and we just thank you for that God, and you are a chain breaker. And I'm praying this morning, Lord, you're breaking chains, not only in here, but when we leave here, that we'll share And be able to show people how to have those chains broken off our lives. And it's only through the power of your Holy Spirit. And we thank you for that. Uh, We just uh, give you these gifts, these tithes, these offerings. Receive them and use them for your kingdom and your glory. And we thank you for this. And, Lord, we give ourselves to you once again this morning, Lord. We pray these things in Jesus' name. And everyone says, Amen. So we are going to greet one another. If you don't want to greet, you can sit down, or if you just want to stay away, you can just put your hand out or something like this, but I'm hugging people if you don't mind being hugged. Okay, just to bring us up to date, read the devotional about the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the Holy Spirit and how we have to have the Holy Spirit because we're working on excellence and allowing the Holy Spirit to work on excellence in our life. That's our theme for this year is excellence. That's taken out of Exodus 15. I'm not going to read it again. I don't have time, obviously. I just want to take one of the points, and then look at one of the points what they're talking about the Holy Spirit. Okay, it says this: He, the Holy Spirit, is oil, and the scripture was uh, Hebrews one nine, wasn't it? Let me see if I see it here. Where's that scripture? I don't even see it here. Okay, I think it's Hebrews one nine that the the oil the the Holy Spirit is the oil of anointing of gladness, and we're looking at gladness and excellence. So it says this, He is oil, the Holy Spirit is oil, giving you a second chance and a new opportunity. Let the oil of the Holy Spirit give you a new chance and challenge this day. So what I have as a title is New Opportunity, New Chance, New Challenge, which is perfect for today. New opportunity to share the gospel with people. A new chance and a new challenge. And we all want and we need new opportunities and new chances and new challenges. We all have to have something challenging in our lives. We need something that we're working towards, something that's, uh, that we really can grab onto. So it says, He is oil giving you a second chance and a new opportunity. Let the oil of the Holy Spirit give you a new chance and challenge this day. 2 Corinthians five sixteen through 21 says, Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh. Yet now we know him in this way no longer. Therefore, if any was in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away, behold, new things have come. Now all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, namely that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were making an appeal through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Now, it starts off with, Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet we now know him this way no longer. See, even Paul he was a persecutor of the church. He knew who Jesus was. He had no, he'd, he'd heard of Jesus, He, but he didn't recognize him as the Messiah. He recognized him in the flesh, but not for who he truly is. He's the King of kings and Lord of lords and the Messiah. And there's a lot of people on this planet who still recognize him that way, who still see him this way. But those who know him, we don't see him that way anymore. He's not just a man who died on the cross like every other man. He's a man who chose To go to the cross on our behalf, in our stead, in our place. As it says here in 521, He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Verse 17, the scripture that we all know Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Which means we're brand new. You're not a restoration project. You're not, you're not a, anything along those lines. We are brand new in Christ. And the old things have passed away. You're a brand new creation. You're a brand new creature who gives new opportunities, new chances, new challenges, because we're brand new. Jesus said you must be born again. We're born again, brand new, brand new creations, brand new creatures. We have to remind ourselves sometimes because sometimes we see ourselves as the old person. We see ourselves in the flesh of who we were, and we, and we get caught up in that, and we get stuck in that. And when you stay there and you keep your minds there, it keeps you back. It keeps you from going forward. It keeps us from being what God wants us to be. But we remind ourselves... That were brand new, that's not Dave Reeve anymore that used to be Dave Reeve, but that's not Dave Reeve anymore. Dave Reeve is brand new. Well, some of you guys don't know this, but um, I'm a grandpa now Ezra Jude was born Wednesday morning around three thirty in the morning. Um, Leah had a really long difficult labor, I say really long. It was like 20 hours or so of back labor. And some of it was just contraction right after the next. No break in between. So they had to give her medication. But ended up getting this baby out. Everyone's well. But I was waiting in the waiting room with Jake. Aaron and Alana were in the room with Leah and Ra. And uh, nobody else was there. It was just us. And Mark came walking into the waiting room crying. I said, come on, be a man, you little. No. He came into the waiting room crying, and I started crying, and we just stood there and hugged each other and just held on to each other. And then Jake walked up, and then he held on to him and for a while. And then Petey and Mary and Lauren came walking up right then, and so they got to see him and be a part. And it was just an amazing experience. I share this with you because I've got to hold Ezra Jude. He's brand new. He doesn't look like me. The brand new version's much better. Did you say, thank the Lord? You two may want to just get away. Forget that six feet. I go like six miles. And it's not because of God, it's because of me. No, I agree. His skin's not like my skin. It looks nothing like my skin he's a brand new creation and when you hold him and he's so pure and he's so innocent and everything is so fresh and it's just so amazing and because he's my first it's the first time i've got to experience this and it's just for those of you who have it you know what i'm talking about just the experience of sitting there but it's we're a brand new creation in christ just like ezra jude is brand new and we're fresh, and we get to keep going, and Jesus' blood stays with us every step of the way. It says, Now all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. You want to know God's will for your life? Remember this word, reconciliation. That's for each and every one of us. Now all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, we are reconciled to God, and He gave us the ministry of reconciliation, namely that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and He has committed us to us the word of reconciliation that's our ministry is to bring reconciliation to between people and God. So they can see Him not in the flesh, but they can see Him in the Spirit. They can experience Jesus not in the flesh, but they can experience Him in the Spirit, because they need a new chance. They need a new opportunity. They need a new challenge in this life. And so it's our job to bring reconciliation and show reconciliation. It starts with God, and then we need to bring it with each other, and we need to bring that even within the body of Christ. Sometimes. Because sometimes we get upset with each other. Sometimes we get angry at each other. Sometimes we say words maybe we shouldn't say. And we need to go and make that relationship right again. We need to make that relationship part of a definition of uh, reconciliation is friendly again. We need to make it right. We need to make it whole. We need to bring it back. And he's given each and every one of us the ministry of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. We represent Christ everywhere we go. We are His ambassadors on this world down here. There are times when God reaches down into history and does the miraculous. There are times when He does that, but 98 to 99% of the time when God's moving, He's moving through us, His church. He's moving through us. We are His ambassadors. We are His representatives. So God can do the miraculous when he wants to, and he's given us a job to do, and the job is reconciliation. The truth is probably some of us need to have reconciliation with ourselves because sometimes we can't even stand ourselves. Not only that, sometimes we don't like ourselves, especially when we start listening to Satan. That's why we need to remind ourselves, I'm a brand new Dave Reeve, I'm not the same person I used to be. Because when I think of the old Dave Reeve and the way he was and the things he would do sometimes, I mean, I was was kind of the kid when I was in elementary school. I was the bully. And I just regret that to this day. Even to some of my friends, I would bully them sometimes. I don't know why. I regret that. I have those regrets. I have the regrets of the past. You know what I say? I'm a brand-new creation. I'm a brand new creature. I don't have to keep thinking about that or dwelling upon that. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were making an appeal through us. Why? Because He is making an appeal through us. He is using us. You shall, you shall receive power, and you shall be my witnesses. Acts one eight tells us. We receive God, we receive power. The same power that we sing about is in us. We have that power, and now we are His ambassadors. We are His witnesses. He's making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Have you ever begged somebody to be reconciled to God? You ever shared with somebody? You know, uh, because everybody's talking about coronavirus, and I went to the gym. And Friday morning at the gym, this guy was talking to me and talking about all this. And I said, I don't care about that. My God's bigger than My God's all-powerful. I don't worry about that stuff. He just looked at me. And, and I just kept going with it. I said, I don't care how bad it gets. My God's bigger than that. I don't have to worry about that stuff. I don't never have to worry about that. And he, I don't know if he knows the Lord or not because we've had talks before and I'm not sure, but I keep sharing with them. And you can have the same thing I have if you want it. You can have the same thing I have. I'm no one special. God didn't choose me because of my good looks. I mean, I thank Him for it, but He didn't choose me because of that. That's what He told Israel. I didn't choose you because of your numbers. I didn't choose you. I chose you because I love you. That's why I chose you. And that's why God chooses us to this day. It says... uh we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. And you know what? I can share with you. I'm walking with a bold, in a boldness in my life about the Lord and sharing the Lord. I've been more bold recently than I ever have been my whole life. And I keep saying, God, give me more boldness for you. Use me more for you. Let me shine brighter for you. Um, start a fire down in my soul that I can't contain and I can't control. I want more of you, God. You must increase. I must decrease. I want people, when they see Dave Reeve, to just see Jesus, just, just the bright light of the Lord just shining out of me and sharing the gospel everywhere I go. And then verse 21, it says, He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf. And we all know this. Jesus took all the sin of the world upon him on that cross. He who never once committed a sin became sin for you, for me, on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. You know what Satan tells us? He calls us a failure. He brings condemnation. He brings shame. He tries to show us who we were in the past. He keeps trying to bring the past up. Yeah, Dave, but what about this? Yeah, Dave, but what about that? Yeah, Dave, what about this? And you know what you say? Yeah, but what about the cross of Jesus Christ? What about the blood of Jesus Christ? He who knew no sin became sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. You, if you know Jesus, you are the righteousness of God. Do you believe that? No, do you believe that? Do you live your life that way? Because that's what the God's Word tells us. I don't feel like it sometimes. I don't see it sometimes, and that's what God's Word tells me. You have a choice. You can base your decisions on God's word or on your feelings. I'm telling you this. It goes much better for you when you base it on God's word. And His word says you are the righteousness of God in Him. We're a brand new creation. And as a brand new creation, we get a new opportunity. We get a new chance. We get a new challenge. I have a bunch more scriptures we're going to, um, to go through, but I'm not going to make it. I just want to read a couple of them. Isaiah 43:16 through 19 says Thus says the Lord, who makes a way through the sea and a path through the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariot and the horse, the army and the mighty man, they will lie down together and not rise again. They have been quenched and extinguished like a wick. Do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. Behold, I will do something new. Now what will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. Think about this one second. We're looking at they're running away from the Egyptian army. The chariots are all swallowed up and everything. He says, don't think about the things of the past. I'm going to do something new. I'm doing something brand new. What is that? I know the Messiah is going to be coming, and he is going to be brand new. When the Messiah comes... It will spring forth. I will even make a roadway in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You can have rivers of living water gushing from your innermost being. You can have a, a, if you need saving, he's our Savior. If you're lost, he's the way maker. We just sang that song. If you're lost, he is our Savior. He is the roadway in the wilderness. There's a a wide and there's a narrow. And he's the narrow way that leads to eternal life. And the Bible says, and few who find it. He is that roadway in the wilderness for each and every one of us. I'm doing something new. His name is Jesus. And when Jesus is new, it's brand new. It's brand spaking new. And it's not just in our individual salvation. Everything he does is new. It is true for our salvation. And we are brand new creation. But it's not just that. It has to do with all that's taking place. I will do something new. We have the Old Testament and the... New Testament brand new The Old Covenant and the New Covenant. The new covenant's different. It's brand new. It's a covenant of grace that we can't pay, that we can't do it. He says I'm doing something new. Second Corinthians four, sixteen through eighteen. Therefore we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying yet our inner man is being renewed. Day by day. For momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Coronavirus is just temporal, it's just a thing. We're going to see it. And when it's gone through, something else will come through another time and something after that, and they'll keep coming. That's all temporary, and it's all eternal. But what's new? The New Testament, that's eternal. That's going to last forever. And then I'm going to read this, and I'm going to close with this. And I was actually going to talk about all this. You guys are getting the cliff notes. It says, this is Revelation 21, 1 through 8. And I'll tell you why I'm sharing this, because if you guys know the book of Revelation, this is in the future. But we need things in the future that we can look forward to. We need to see light at the end of the tunnel sometimes. My next-door neighbor is renting the house next to me. He bought another house in the neighborhood, and he's working on it. And he's been working on it for uh, two months. So he's paying two payments right now. And I was talking with him yesterday. He goes, it's okay because there's light at the end of the tunnel. And so no matter what you face, no matter what you're going through, This is what we have to look forward to, okay? This is for each and every one of us who know the Lord. Revelation 21, 1 through 8. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth passed away, and there is no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband, And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Write, for these words are faithful and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give to the one who thirsts from the spring of the water of life without cost. He who overcomes will inherit these things, and I will be his God. And he will be my son. But for the cowardly and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and immoral persons and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. But for those who know the Lord, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. Behold, I am making all things new. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, you've allowed this uh, virus for a reason and a purpose. And I don't get it, and I don't understand it, but I don't need to, Lord. I know you're a good God, and I know you have good plans for your people, and I thank you for that, Lord Jesus. And I came. I know that you came that none would perish, but all would come to eternal life. And, Lord, I thank you for that. And, uh Lord, I pray against the fear that people have in their lives. I just pray, Lord, that we would stand strong in you and the strength of your might. I pray against the anxiety and the worry that is taking people and just consuming them right now, Lord. I pray, Lord, that we would be consumed by you, by your Holy Spirit, by your new chances, by your new opportunities, by your new challenges that you have for each and every one of us, Lord, for the new ministries that you have for us, Jesus. I just thank you, Lord, that we will be a people who are going to rejoice. We're going to praise you. We're going to worship you. We're going to love our lives for you. Or we're going to keep our eyes focused on you, Lord. And then uh, right now, I just want to give the opportunity. If anybody would, to, would like to accept the Lord this morning, if you've never accepted him and you would like him to come in, he wants to come in. He wants that communion. He wants to have a relationship with you. And if you don't know him, he's knocking at the door of your heart. You open it, he'll come in. And if that's you, I want you to stand up, walk to the front of the church, and I can introduce you to him. You can have a personal relationship. You can see light at the end of the tunnel. You can have hope when there is no hope. Anybody like to do that this morning? Then Father, I pray that each and every one of us knows you. And, Lord, when we leave here, we leave here in the power of your Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit of gladness, that we would take your gladness. We would take the word of reconciliation. We would be your ambassadors, and we would go out and set this whole world on fire for you. I pray these things in Jesus' name. And everyone says, amen. Let's stand and close in song. Amen. Amen.